Hey, everybody, it's JT from Grilling at the Green. John Breaker and the great folks at Birdie Ball have a short time offer for all of you listeners. You just go to birdieball.com, and when you place your order, there's a place on that form for a discount code. Use G-A-T-G. That's G-A-T-G. Of course, it stands for Grilling at the Green. And you will get 20% off anything you order from birdieball.com. Now, it's a short-time offer. It expires in about a week, so you want to get on it. Go to birdieball.com, place your order, uh, use the code G-A-T-G, and get 20% off. You heard it here on Grilling at the Green. Welcome to Grilling at the Green After Hours, conversation that took place after the broadcast ended. Hi, everybody. It's JT, and this is a special version of Grilling at the Green. Grilling at the Green is brought to you in part by Painted Hills Natural Beef. Beef you can be proud to serve your family and friends. That's Painted Hills Natural Beef. Welcome back to uh, After Hours here on Grilling at the Green. I'm JT. Got uh, my friend Lisa Cornwell, uh, her new book, Troublemaker, and Tucker Booth lent a hand, our our buddy there. Um, it takes a while to do a book like this. This is not something you're going to kick out in 60 days. No, no, it was, it was quite a process. I mean, we were, we were, we were nonstop for over a year and, um, uh, sorry, I just had a phone call come in and I declined it. I don't, I don't know if that affected the recording, but yeah, so, so we did the, we did the proposal to start and that really does a lot of the legwork for the book and really shapes the outline. And then once we got the contract with the publisher, you know, we knew that we had, basically seven months to kick out 70,000 words. So thankfully we already had this, um, this proposal that, that had, you know, some of the heavy lifting, but then once you get into the writing process and I wrote a lot of it, you start remembering more. And this happened, excuse me, for me a lot during the, the early chapters in the book, I would remember more to stories and I would go back and, and expand on it. So it was a fun process. I, I joke that it's, you know, it's my one and only book because it was very tedious. So oh. um, I'm glad that it's over. I'm glad that the editing part is out. And this is this is sort of my comfort zone is talking about the book yeah, rather than writing the book. But like, I'm I'm really grateful for Tucker. He's become like a brother. You know how Tucker is. And he did such a fantastic job and was fully committed, even when, you know, there were things that that he would write and I would come back and change them or say, no, we have to start over here. This doesn't sound like me. We've got to, um, it, the process yeah. working back and forth with him, honestly, Jeff, I wouldn't change a thing. It couldn't have gone better. Oh, good. Yeah. Well, you're both good people. So that's, uh, that makes it easier. You know, yeah. you're not trying to hide anything. You're just telling the story. You, you, um, you mentioned a young lady in the book, which, uh, I've only met her, but it's kind of a, I followed her for a long time. Haley Moore. Um, Haley's back now back on the Epson tour. Um, Haley's had some, some issues in her life. Um, she's a heavy set young lady. She's a good golfer. She's been ridiculed, uh, bullied mm-hmm. and that, and you bring that up in the book. Um, I don't know if this makes sense to people. This is six degrees of separation stuff, but a good friend of mine that lives back in Pinehurst is friends with her mom. 
And that's how, that's how I kind of, and, and when she was up here a couple of years ago, playing at the classic, I went up, introduced myself to her and, and and this and that. So I've always kind of followed her. I, I don't see why people would ridicule her. I mean, I understand why they do, but I don't see what's the impetus to actually do it. Um, And that follows through with, with, kind of the whole mindset of like what they did with you, what they've done with other women there at golf channel in the golfing industry, for the most part, uh, there's a tremendous amount of talented women, uh, whether they're playing or broadcasting or doing administration work like that. I, you know, I don't get it. I mean, I've never understood bullies. Bullies are just, you know, I wish that I could take all of them on in this world. They they feel like they have this power and this ability. And I guess it's kind of like somebody who has a cocaine addiction. Um, for them, it's like they they get this this charge off of just being mean to people and seeing how much they can hurt them. Yeah. Haley's really special to me because she's the she's the last interview that I ever did at Golf Channel. And so for anyone who ever said, well, Lisa was checked out, she didn't do her job in the end, you could never prove that. I mean, I really pushed to get that interview on there because her story is so important. And, I, you know, I think I'll always be tied to her because I will always remember that being, you know, my last interview and it was yeah. an emotional story that I really cared about. But she's a great young woman. Um, she's a great golfer. But more importantly, she's just a human being. And people have, they have, they have, they have ridiculed her for, I guess, being overweight. You know, she's what, six foot two. So she just doesn't look like every other woman. It's horrible, but she has persevered and she's gotten through it. I'm sure she still battles with stuff every day that we all don't know about. So, you know, I always want to be a friend and an ally. Her parents are phenomenal. You mentioned them and like, I'll always be cheering for Haley. She's a phenomenal talent. And I want to see her back out on the LPGA tour. She's young. There's plenty of time. And I have no doubt that that we'll see. I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. She's just. But speaking of addiction, I want to talk to you about your peanut butter addiction now. (laughs) Because I have the same problem. (laughs) I thought you were going to say Johnny Walker. Yeah. No, we'll we'll get to that maybe off the air. But uh, (laughs) I found it so funny when you're talking about being there with Secretary Clinton eating the peanut butter out of the jar because i catch a lot of hell around here uh because well let's put it this way our daughter gave me for christmas a couple of years ago she gave me this gold <laughs> gold dip spoon and it says dad's peanut butter spoon right That's in the middle great. so <clears throat> and i did that folks as a tease because i'm not going to tell you what it all means but you have to read the book but it's pretty funny uh part of it there and to eat peanut butter, right? Is it Skippy or Jif? I'm a Jif guy. I don't remember what the peanut butter Hillary and I ate. I think it was Jif. I remember it was a really big jar. Um, yeah. That was when Bill was still governor. He'd just been elected president. And um, yeah, I'll tell the story of after golf one day and Hillary and I were talking in the in the kitchen and started eating peanut butter. I'm sure she was looking at me going, wow, we need to get her some real food because she is really, she's, She's eating all of our peanuts. She's eating this out of peanut butter. But it's a great story. And um, I'm just, I'm really, I'm really fortunate. You know, I've, I've been influenced by Hillary all my life and uh, probably the most mischaracterized person in the history of, I don't know. 
Did your did your <laughs> did your relations your relationship? Excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. Because you're related to them, but also your affiliation did did have people use that against you at times? Oh, I've had a lot of people say, I can't believe she wrote the foreword. Why would why would you alienate, you know, 60 or 70 percent of men? It's just so silly. I, I'm I'm really tired of the culture, the political culture that we live in. If somebody isn't going to read the book because Hillary wrote the foreword, maybe they need to just expand their their way of thinking. Yeah. Um, it's over the top. And I, I gave this example to somebody on Twitter yesterday and and i will credit him he came back and said that's a fair point i will read it but he told me he wouldn't read it because she wrote forward and i said look i really hope that people aren't that small-minded and i gave him gave him an example of lexi thompson because lexi's played golf with trump and obviously i'm not a trump supporter or fan but if lexi wrote a book and because of her relationship with donald trump if donald trump wrote the forward i wouldn't sit there and go i'm not going to buy the book or i'm not going to read yeah. the book that's just that's silliness yeah. this is lexi's story this is my story this isn't hillary's story you know she she wrote the forward because she's she obviously has a has a voice on the subject she's somebody who i love and respect but if that's going to stop somebody from buying the book then we need to reassess how we're sort of looking at things i think but again, I'll give credit to the man who who changed his mind and said, "Okay, that's that's good. I'll buy it." So I actually I read I read that. that. Yeah, I, I read that. I thought that was that was big of him to uh, it was to do that. Um, in the book, you talk about quiet support from the other staff members at at Golf Channel. We touched on that a little bit in the regular show, Lisa, but. Do you still get, I don't know if you want to call it reports from them uh, quietly uh, through clandestine means like texting or emails or something uh, to say, you know, that one day at first it was, yeah, that happened to me or here's my experience. Here's my story. And then some of them that are still there going, this crap's still happening. I mean, are, are you, is that dialogue going on? Well, a lot of those people, a lot of those people don't work there anymore. And most of the people who it happened mostly to people who worked in the building. So in studio, in production and news, um, in special projects. So I don't see a lot of those folks anymore. I'll be interested once the book comes out, how many more people reached out. But I will say, Jeff, at least 30 women reached out to me from Golf Channel, either past or present when I first spoke out about it. So I don't know how many more people. There are. Um, and with the operations moving to Stanford, uh, Stanford, everything is sort of different now in terms of uh, the number of people who are there. The people right. who I really see most are at LPGA events. And that's because of Sarah, you know, I still go to LPGA events. But they're so isolated from from really the executives and management. They kind of live in their own little bubble. Yeah, And they don't experience, they never did experience that as much as me, just because they weren't in, in the place where most of this stuff was occurring. So uh, you can ask me in, you know, in a month or so, how many, how many more people reach out, but sure. And there's always been a, a great number. Was, um, was being called home. The probably the most embarrassing situation 
I mean, there was lots going on. There was emotions. There was uh, trying to right wrongs and all that. But when they called you home from that tournament, that was really public. That just laid it out there for everybody. Oh, yeah. And oh, no, that no, that fired me up. I, yeah. That that gave me that gave me energy to do to fight back even harder. That was that was the biggest mistake that they made, not just legally. Um, um, well, no, it wasn't the biggest mistake that they made legally. That happened several years prior. But for somebody with my personality to challenge me that way and, and try to do it publicly with a statement that that Jeff Russell wrote that he put out that was that was false. And yes. the player and the and the club fitter both called him out as being false. I mean, I was like, game on. You know, that's the worst thing you can do with somebody with with me. No, it wasn't embarrassing because I knew and all the players knew. And and most of the fans, I mean, if you go back and read those comments, Golf Channel Mizuno got absolutely slammed on social media for the most part because yep. it was very clear what was going on. And no, it, it gave me energy. I think the part that that was the most embarrassing was when they took me off of NCAA's that 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 were taking place in my hometown where I played college golf. And, you know, that was a very purposeful thing that um, that they orchestrated. That's when I knew that my job was over, as I yeah. talked about in the book. Yeah. And what we're referring to. Um, um, prior to that. There was a situation and I'm, I'm trying not to give away the book you know what i mean lisa but there was a yeah. situation with a player at a tournament she ended up having to basically get her own clubs that's another whole story where the lpga players don't get the same types of perks and benefits as the pga tour guys do um when it comes to club manufacturers and and that type of thing so i'm, I'm gonna leave it there because it's a really good story and it really, to me, lays out part of the the situation that the the differential between the men's and women is like that, yeah. and then how you were treated afterwards. So that's a long winded tease, but it's a. I think it's a very the whole book is important, but I think that's a really critical um, point on a timeline that should tell people how things really work. Uh, well, it's chapter one. So yeah, we yeah. set the stage early for a reason. Yeah. yeah. And I don't Jeff, think... I hate I, I hate to do this, but I have a one I have a two o'clock podcast that I'm supposed to do and they they're calling me for the third time. Okay. Well, um we will maybe we can pick this up again. Uh Lisa's new book. Well, yeah, we we have to do it when it comes out so we can reveal some of this stuff. Yeah, we can it comes do that. out, you know, as you said, in just a few weeks. Yeah, we'll do that. Troublemaker. No, I'm not calling her a troublemaker. Well, I have called her Troublemaker. But anyway, Lisa Cornwell's new book, I Troublemaker. Yeah, she'll do that. And um, she likes uh, New York strip steaks and Johnny Walker. I'll tell you that. All right, Lisa, yes, thank sir. you so much, my dear. And we will thank talk you. soon.